Super Talk Mississippi media production. With you here on a Friday afternoon, Michael Borky there in the studio. This is Brian Haydad, of course. And now we're going to be joined for the first time since he uh, arrived here in the state of Mississippi, the new athletic director uh, for Mississippi State. Zach Selman joins us on the Farm Bureau guest line. Zach, before we talk facilities, vision, anything of that nature, I've been wanting to ask you one question since your first press conference. I have to know why your youngest daughter is called Meatball. Hey, that's a fair question, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, from an early age, she was always had a little spicy attitude and really sassy, uh, no neck, really big kind of afro. So uh, we just said, hey, you look kind of like a meatball, and it stuck. And still to this day, every morning I ask her, do you still want me to call you meatball? And she loves it. Her principal calls her meatball. So the origin started when she was uh, just probably seven, eight months old. We could tell she was a little spicy. That's a great nickname, just just off the bat. I want to let you know. I give you full credit for that. That's good stuff. So in, in Oklahoma, the Selmans are, are like royalty. That, that is the, the royal family of Oklahoma football. I don't know if Mississippi State really has a family like that. I would say, obviously, with Ole Miss, you have the Mannings. What is it like growing up in a family like that with that kind of, of love and attention around your, your dad and your uncles? And then how hard was that to walk away from to come to Mississippi State? Well, you know, growing up in, in our family, you never really thought anything was, was special or out of the ordinary. You just knew that we had some great role models, um, great men in our family, um, and not just the ones that played football, but there was three older uh, brothers as well that were all great role models to us and great women. So we never saw it as, hey, they're great football players, all that. And I think – probably later on in my life, I started to realize really how special what they did was um, as football players. And a lot of it's just by circumstance. And, and you know, my dad and my uncle Leroy are 11 months apart, but they were raised as twins and have another brother, Lucius, that's only a couple of years older. So just by circumstance, they could all play. And it's really hard to do to be able to have three brothers that, you know, make up a defensive line in a 3-5 defense. Uh, so I realized how special it is, um, and, but really thankful for their – uh, I guess, example they always showed us. But one of the things they always taught us, too, was uh, you can use the game of sport, you can use the vehicle of, of uh, intercollegiate sports to do a lot of great things. I mean, my uncle Leroy went and was the AD at the University of South Florida, and I remember spending a lot of time with him when they were starting the football program there. Uh, shoot, their their uh, offices were trailers. And just kind of getting it started with Coach Levitt, and just realized that really opened my eyes that, again, doesn't matter the place. It just matters that you have the ingredients uh, around you where you have, you know, higher education and sport and a, a pivotal time in young people's lives. So that's kind of uh, why I loved Mississippi State. And at first, it was uh, my first conversation with Dr. Keenum to tell how he was a man of integrity and how genuine he was. Uh, one of the most passionate fan bases I've ever been around. I mean, clearly, you know, being able to compete at the highest level. And I love the fact we have a great challenge in getting to compete in the SEC. You left a school in Oklahoma that, you know, we could easily say is the top dog in the Big 12 Conference and a school where, you know, there's so much history and tradition. And then you come to Mississippi State, a school that, you know, has to kind of scrap for everything it gets in in, in the SEC and has done a, fan, a fantastic job through the years of punching above its weight. What was your first impression of Mississippi State from a facility standpoint when you arrived on campus? Were you pleasantly surprised? 
Yeah, very much so. Uh, I think the bones of our facilities are really good. You know, I've worked at um, a handful of institutions and, and played at a Wake Forest where I, I've seen where the, uh, some other kind of a wide range of facilities. But stepping uh, on campus here really was was pleasantly surprised of, of the bones and the vision that uh, many people before I got here have had. And so I think we'll be in a very good uh set up and be in a very good position for where we need to go with the facilities and understanding that just the changing landscape of how we operate, uh, we know we'll have to be flexible and be nimble, but I think we're in a really good spot for right now with some, I already had a meeting this week about where we're at with our facilities and master plan. I'm really excited about, again, where we're at now, but no, we've we got some bold plans for the future that we'll have to just uh, make sure we, we take our right steps and get those done. You use that word vision, and I feel like when people interview athletic directors, especially you know first few months on the job, that word gets thrown out there a lot, and people want to talk about you know five years down the road, ten years down the road. What's something that you'd like to have done short term? Something that you think Mississippi State can accomplish in the first year of your tenure as athletic director? Yeah, my main focus right now is to get to know uh, our people and get to know our student athletes. So I look at it as year one, a big goal of mine is just to, to bring our department, bring our programs more connected. I think if we've all learned anything in life, and specifically after COVID, is we all long for connection and, and uh, being part of something that's bigger than ourselves, and we have that here. And so for me to get connected with people, I first got to know their names, know their stories, hear where they're coming from. So that's going to be probably my number one goal over the first year is you can sit here and what is it today, the January 27th of 2024, if you can ask me, hey, is the department, is the program, is everybody more connected? And, and we could say yes, then I would be very happy and, and feel good about the progress we've made. People who listen to this show or people who listen to, to the Thunder and Lightning podcast, one of the things I talked about during the search for an athletic director was, I would have gone outside the Mississippi State family. I would have brought in someone. I think the quote I used was, the first time they come to Mississippi State is for the interview. They had never been here before. And you really fit the bill for that for me. When you talk to Dr. Keenum as part of the interview process, did he discuss you know new ideas and new blood at Mississippi State being something he was attracted to? Yeah, we didn't go into that level of, of probably detail about what specific ideas or whatnot. It was very much so like uh, how we see leadership, how we see um, organization, how we see our core values. Um, so we clearly we, we talked about some things I think were are critical for a success of a department and critical for a success of an institution. Uh, but I, I think there was both a, a mutuality that we, we knew that we want to achieve um, success at the highest level. And I think that means a lot of different things depending on what, what lens you're looking through. So not just athletic success, but academic success and uh, success off the field, success and, and just being a better person, being better in the community. So we spent a lot of times on that and how we program, programmatically, how you can build an athletics department and morph it into something that can do great things um, just like our entire institution is. You were a student-athlete yourself, played college football at Wake Forest, as you mentioned earlier. What perspective does that give you as an athletic director now? What's something you take from your playing days and bring to your days as an administrator? Yeah, I think about it every day. And, you know, first, you mentioned earlier, as a, as a student-athlete, I remember, I think my junior year, we were picked towards the bottom of the ACC. And I remember that feeling of, hey, every outside world, nobody thinks we can 
we can play at this level or compete against uh, the quote-unquote titans of the ACC at the time. And we're able to win the ACC championship. So I think that taught me that's the beauty of sport. That's the beauty why we play the games. Anybody can win on any given day. Uh, so a lot of it I, I look at is, look, we're, we're always going to have uh, a windshield mentality of that the best is going to come for us, that we have hope, that we have uh, belief in each other, that if we work hard and work together, and I think that's one of the things that Wake really taught me was you, you can't out or you can't cheat hard work. Like you got to show up every day. You got to have a great set of standards and you got to do little things and, and get masterful at doing the little things right. And, and then the outcomes will take care of itself. So that's something that I think about every day. Uh, it's just, there's never, a, I think, a moment of complacency. There's never a moment of we've arrived. It's every day, how can we use the talents? and the gifts that we've been given to get a little bit better. And most importantly, not just us personally getting better, but helping others around us get better. And I think that's where really magic happens. And as I, as I continue to reflect on my time as a student athlete, I know that's what happened for us uh, my junior year there when we were able to again start at the bottom and then go to Orange Bowl. And unfortunately, we lost the Orange Bowl, but we had a heck of a time uh, winning the ACC championship. Zach, we got about about ninety seconds before the uh, the commercial here, and then we'll come back for the for the next segment. But normally, you know, an athletic director, we think the first thing is coaching, hiring, and firing. That may be your, maybe your most important role. You have three first year coaches, and then you have a national championship baseball coach from just a couple of years ago. How important is it to have that kind of stability for you to implement your vision, knowing I don't have to worry about hiring and firing? Like I said, we got about sixty seconds left. Yeah, great. That's a great question. Uh, it starts with, I think, relationships. It doesn't matter, partnerships with, with each head coach. And, you know, recently coming from Oklahoma, we had a handful of uh, coaching transitions, whether it's in football or both basketball. So I think uh, as a, as a first-year, second-year head coach, uh, you always got to look at building the foundation of the program, the non-negotiables. Uh, my dad had a construction company, and I, I learned early on that, you know, if you don't get the foundation right, you're not going to get anything right. So I think for all of our coaches, specifically our new ones, that's one of the things I'm, we're really going to work together on is how do we lay a great foundation. And clearly for Coach Lamonis, how do we continue, you know, been at programs where winning is great and you get to the top, but staying at the top is, is the hardest thing to do and make it sustainable. So I think my job is to continue to help remove as many obstacles as we can and how we can continue to bring people together and, again, achieve at the highest levels because Coach Lamonis and others know, know we can get there. Your number one for sports talk. Anyone? 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 Come on, don't be shy. Sports talk, Mississippi. Bingo, man, bingo. Super talk, Mississippi. I don't know if Borky meant to go Led Zeppelin all day today. I'll have all to day. ask him when we come back. But it, Oh, it's, it's working for me, Michael. Very good. Sports Talk Mississippi, Brian Haydad, Michael Borky here with you on a Friday. Richard Cross is just off today, which is fantastic news because nobody wanted to talk to him anyway. Least of all, our guest here on the Farm Bureau guest line, Zach Selman, the Mississippi State Athletic Director. Zach, I saw last night that you were in Oxford for Mississippi State's women's game uh, against Ole Miss in the Pavilion. I saw a picture of you uh, talking with Ole Miss Athletic Director Keith Carter. Was he terribly upset that he is no longer the tallest athletic director in the conference? 
That's a great question. We've talked about a lot of things, and I've, Keith's been a great friend for a long time. Uh, but we didn't talk about that. Uh, but that's a great question. I'll see him in New Orleans next week, so I'll have to bring that up to him. Make sure you tell him that I said it, too. Make sure that he knows that came from me, and, and, and I, I would appreciate that. Well, if I'll you can, as much as, as, it, yeah, as much as you can, and I don't want to go too far down the, the private conversation route, but what did you guys talk about there? No, it was just catching up. You know, I haven't seen him in person in, in some time. So just talk to him about the arena, and I haven't stepped foot in that arena before. I've been on uh, campus there a handful of times, but just talked a little bit about their project and uh, also talked about some things that we look forward to doing next week. We have uh, SCCAD meetings in New Orleans, uh, I think, Monday of next week. So just a quick catch-up. But, uh, yeah, Keith's been a great friend and really appreciate the partnerships that we'll have uh, with both, both institutions. Among the fraternity of SEC athletic directors, who else do you have some some prior connections or, or previous relationships with? Yeah, I've got quite a few. Um, you know, clearly uh, Josh Brooks has, has been a great colleague and a great friend, and have known Greg and, and also know Scott very well. Uh, and clearly, uh, the two the two new ads that are coming into the league and Joe Castiglione and Chris Del Conte. I've worked with closely and, and know them both very well. So uh, Ross Bjork has been a uh, somebody that. My old uh, boss at Oklahoma, Joe Stiglone, has mentored over the years, so know Ross very well. So that's one of the things that you know really felt uh, good or added bonus to this position at Mississippi State is just my familiarity and friendships with so many of the ADs in this league already. You kind of uh, broached the topic there of Oklahoma and Texas entering in, into the SEC. Let's still start with the Oklahoma side of that because you would have been there when those discussions were going on. How did that come into being? What were what were the driving factors? Obviously, money's one of them, but to for Oklahoma and Texas to want to leave the Big Twelve for the SEC. Yeah, I think one of the things that you uh, mentioned earlier, a word, is just stability, and I think that's something that, that we all look for for our institutions: is stability long term. And I know there's no guarantees or nothing that's definitive. But you always look for what's the most uh, stable place to be for our institution, um, for our students, for our student athletes, for our alums, and and I think both Oklahoma and Texas saw that uh, the SEC was was the most stable place and the place that uh, they aligned with and made a lot of sense for them both competitively, um, financially, educationally. But it's been a really good process for me. I've been a part of on uh, prior to coming to Mississippi State. Uh, part of our SEC transition pl- uh, planning team to learn a lot about um, kind of peeling back the onion, if you will, of the of the nuts and bolts of our league. And so coming here really helped give me the confidence and also helped uh, with a lot of perspective that I wouldn't have had if we hadn't been studying so in-depth over the last 18 months. Do you have a preference? Because, you know, when I don't know when they're going to be here, 2024, 2025, but the football schedules are going to change dramatically for the SEC when that happens. As Mississippi State's athletic director now, do you have a preference for how you'd like those schedules to look? No, I think just from a high level, uh, I think we all want balance in our schedule. Uh, you know, we, clearly we know the, the quality of teams uh, week in and week out in our league. So I think balance, uh, you know, I'm a – I love I love college sports. I love the rivalry, so I want to make sure that we uh, continue to make sure we preserve the great rivalries, and also make sure we give our, our student athletes and their parents enough opportunities to get and watch their kids play. Uh, so th- those are some of the kind of the guiding principles. And I know with uh, 
a path to an expanded playoff. I want to make sure that we continue to put all of our teams in position. And the SEC has been dominant, clearly, in the national championship game. Uh, but love, love a path where uh, more SEC teams can get into a, a playoff setting and then see what happens from there. When we look at your resume at Oklahoma, the two things that stood out that, that you were a champion for were fundraising and fan engagement. And I, you have to feel those two things are very, very closely linked together. As fans feel more engaged by their university, the more likely they are to donate to that university. You know, what are the keys of that for you? How do you engage fans and then turn them into you know, fundraising, uh, the fundraising arm of the university? Yeah, I think it just takes time. It takes time, and it takes time to get to know people. And that's one of the things that it's kind of like drinking through a firing hose or fire hose all week of you know not only uh, figuring out which I you know I have to GPS just where to find a, a different building on campus or where I'm staying, uh, and then get to learn people within the department and learn coaches and student athletes. Uh, and then clearly with with fans and donors, it, it takes time. And that's one of the things that I, I'm uh, excited about here is just be able to make a lot more personal relationships. You know, what we do is in fundraising or fan engagement isn't rocket science, but it is a lot of it is listening and figuring out what is it. Um, I think each institution is different, but what is it that the fans want to do here? What, how do they like to engage? What do they like to do? How do they like to view the sports? Uh, and on the fundraising side, just learning about what opportunities we have. You know, I think every fundraising operation is a little different whether it's a, how we approach our scholarships here, how, how we can partner with the institution on fundraising campaigns. It's been a lot of us listening and learning uh, that I'll have to continue to do. But I know both fan engagement and fundraising, the approach I've always taken is one, treat people right and build uh, deep and authentic relationships. And the people that I've met uh, this week just being on campus have been fantastic, whether it's here or in Tuscaloosa. We had a great group of uh, people there on Wednesday night, I believe it was, and uh, met some new people in Oxford. Uh, and clearly, you know, you see great donors, and unfortunately, just got back from Tupelo. Uh, one of our great donors passed away, Hassel Franklin. And you're in a room with uh, people that genuinely love and care Mississippi State. And that's one of the things that, again, excites me the most is how important, how passionate uh, our stakeholders are, because there, there truly is a lot of special things going on on campus right now. And of course, speaking of fundraising these days, it's not just about what the university is doing, but it's about NIL. You talked about NIL in your opening press conference. As an athletic director, what beyond talking about it, what can you do for NIL at your university? Yeah, I think it's just to educate people that it's uh, it's here. And NIL is something that we all have to embrace. We all have to figure out what's the right thing for Mississippi State, what's the best way for our student-athletes to max- maximize off their NIL. Um, so I think, again, it's something that's new. It's something that's a change. You know, I never thought probably 10 years ago this is what NIL would look like, but this is what it is. And then kind of more forward thinking, um, I know it's very easy to complain or criticize where we're at. So I think it's on our jobs um, as leaders of a conference and clearly the SEC leading uh, nationally. What can we do working with our partnerships to make sure that we uh, – get better with some of the operations that go along with it right now. But I think for the short term, it's how can we embrace it? And it takes everybody. And truly, it's, it's too, too important uh, for the success of our coaches um, not to. So I think that's kind of my, my clear message of, look, whatever we can do, uh, let's support NIL. Let's support what we're doing for our kids. 
at Oklahoma, you know, they had a fantastic baseball season last year. We're just a few days away from here from first pitch. Uh, finished number two in the nation, national runner-up. I don't remember who they lost to in the College World Series, and that's not important. But now you're Mississippi State to erase that baseball. From my memory too. You and me both, Zach. You and me both. Uh, now you're at Mississippi State, where college baseball is a huge thing. Are, did, did you consider that that now in the NCAA you are one of the two or three biggest advocates of college baseball in the entire organization? Yeah, I mean, take that as a great responsibility and a great opportunity. You know, I'm actually staying in one of the lofts right now. And it's incredible. I remember calling and FaceTiming my wife right as I got here. Uh, it was late uh, Sunday night. And again, you can hear it. You can uh, read about it. But until you experience it, and I still haven't experienced it my first game, but have met with Coach Lamonis this week and just saw him again this morning. So I take it with great responsibility, great pride to make sure that uh, we do everything we can to not only – uh, preserve what we're doing here, but continue to preserve and advance the entire game of baseball. Zach, one thing that I know for sure with you, being coming from Oklahoma, is you know whenever State hires new people, I always have the, man, the food down here is so great. You're at least going to be used to the, the Southern way of eating. So I don't, I do not expect you to be like you know some former hires and put on thirty, forty pounds in the first six months here. Is that going to be? A, that shouldn't be an issue for you, should it? No, I hope not. I hope not, but I, I do kind of <laughs> like my clothes a little bit like you're, you're going to Thanksgiving. Have a little stretch. <laughs> Zach, you're a man after my own heart. I appreciate this very much. Zach Selman, Mississippi State Athletic Director, thank you so much for all the time today. Looking forward to talking to you again very soon in the future. Brian, thanks, man. Hail State. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.